Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sash Showdown. I cannot even keep a straight face with my glasses like this. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Sash Showdown. My name is Rose Layton, and this is my partner in crime, Colin McCarthy. Hello, Rose again. It's good to be back. Another another week. Yes. Another Sash Showdown. Another week, another fiasco. All of the things always are happening. Today, we are going to spend some time talking about um, incidents that happen to your SaaS vendors. Um, and this is closely related, I think, to the data breaches stuff that we were touching on. Um, and that's why I want to start with our favorite um, news darling of, of the, the year, I guess, which is LastPass. Yep. Very recently put out uh, an, an updated statement about what uh, had gone on probably a couple of weeks ago now, um, still probably very relevant. Um, but yeah, what, uh, how, to, how to manage that, what to do, what to consider. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Plus, um, uh, well, they also, so they, they, put out, they put out some updated statements on what happened, but they also um, had an employee's computer compromised that had their corporate vault on it yes so now their corporate vault is exposed too so so LastPass is just really raking in the breaches this year and um basically if you're using LastPass I would recommend at this point that you stop yeah it is it I was very surprised (laughs) by the openness in 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 the their uh, their statement and revealing that you know an employee's device had been compromised um, does bring a, wh- a whole range of uh, questions and further discussions mm-hmm. about uh, device management, security, containerization, you know everything else um, that you can you can do to protect devices that are connecting and accessing your corporate data. But specifically today. We want to talk, and we are talking about how to manage these instances. So, not the incident in themselves, yeah, right. Because we, but how we do did we that. respond to them? Yes. How do we, as SaaS ops professionals, uh, communicate with our clients, uh, work with our uh, employees, and what do we consider when we make decisions? as you said, you know, about renewing these applications or renegotiating, yeah. requesting credit. If you look in your terms of service with a lot of these vendors, you can request requ- request credit. A couple of years, many years ago, I got a couple of days extension on a, on a software license due to a, an outage. It was only a couple of days, but a couple of days is better than nothing. Well, and there are some companies that will give you those credits without you asking. Um Slack is a notable example of that. Um, most of the time, though, yes, you do have to request the credit. It is kind of, eh, you know, it's one of those things. Um, they want to make sure it's important to you or something. Um, if you recall, Colin, during our spiciest episode last season, we talked a little bit about Atlassian. Yes. And during that, I mentioned we would come back to this issue, which is sort of what led us to talk on this topic today, which is that... Um, was it last year or was it the end of 2019 or I mean the end of 2020? No, it was last year. So um, last year Atlassian had an issue with their cloud product um, in which one of their employees deleted customer data, a small percentage of customer data, 
according to them. Um, However, restoring that data proved to be like a monumental task on their part. Um, And they, uh, I believe the affected customers were without their data for sometimes upwards of two weeks. Wow. Um, That's something something to consider with with cloud. Your SaaS application is in the cloud, but that cloud is actually a computer somewhere and something can go yes. wrong. And there yes, are, all clouds are computers. <laughs> and, there, and, and there is somebody at that company managing it. And periodically yeah. these things do go wrong. It's where um, AWS and right. Azure and Google have done software upgrades that have gone wrong and the whole system has uh, cascaded and crashed or right. crashed and casta- uh, cascaded, whichever way around you want to do it. Or in a notable example, Google had an incident um, in which like Google Docs was not available for four hours. Um, and that was caused by a single um, code push uh, that basically, yeah, it just like it, it, it rendered the access to their like key service. It didn't work. Right. And so like you couldn't. Even though you were like logged in, you couldn't access docs. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It was really weird. Um, the thing about it is I think there are, there are sort of like, there are issues that are communicated well. Mm-hmm. There are issues that are communicated not well. Sometimes customers or companies don't respond very well when they are the ones making the mistake. Um, and sometimes they do great, like, because they have systems um, to handle this sort of thing. It, this is one of the things that I think people should pay attention to with their vendors. Um, it's not always something that you can observe beforehand. Do you think, Colin? Like you can't really observe how they respond to issues prior to purchasing unless they're a really big company and they've had issues in the public eye before. Yeah. I Historically, I know I've had a couple of conversations with companies about you know, where, where is your platform, you know, hosted as what you offer us? Where do you host your own tools to manage the platform that, that you host to us? And where do you host your, you know, support ticketing system if we as a customer have a problem? Because there was a big outage a number of years ago. I think it was, um, it was a DNS problem. I think it might have been a Cloudflare outage or an AWS outage in an entire region. And it took a lot of SaaS applications down, but it also took the support function down of all of those SaaS companies. So they couldn't even communicate with their customers to say our SaaS application is down and we couldn't open any tickets with them because their platform was down. And this has happened with very small companies. And I think it even happened to Google a number of years ago when um, Salesforce. Yeah, it definitely still happens. Um, because I think even the larger companies, as they've started to go, um, what's called multi-cloud, which is they're using AWS and GCP or, and Azure or whatever, um, they may have entire services dedicated on one platform. And so you're still vulnerable in that sense. If that service is important to you. Yeah. So let's say that service is their support channel. (laughs) Yeah. Right. If that whole service goes down at some point, um, I really hope you have another way to communicate with that company. Yes, yeah. And it's you, you know an outage is really bad and the incident response is going to be very difficult when that company's status page is also down. 
which I have, which I have seen. Because of course, everybody has, you know, status dot company or company forward slash status yeah. for their for their uptime. And I think that did spawn that did spawn some of the the third party, you know, status uptime companies that are around there. That so you'll have somebody external providing, you know, that visibility into your into your your status of your application rather than you hosting it yourself. Um, yeah. But yeah. I was gonna say, um, speaking of status pages, I don't find this to be the most reliable indicator of whether or not something's a problem. I <laughs> I have two places that I check. Colin, can you guess what they are? Uh, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> and um, a Slack channel of some variation. There's a number of them out there. I was going to say down detector, Colin. Oh, down detector. Yes. Yeah, that's very good. I guess there are three then. Yes, because I do check... I tend to check a Slack channel first. I don't know why I do this. Really, I don't. But um, yes, I tend to check our network Slack channel first because yep. if it's down, these guys might have noticed it. Um, and then the next thing I check is down detector. And then the last thing I check is Twitter. And the uh, very last thing, probably half an hour, an hour later, would be the company's status page where Absolutely. it might have. Um, I don't even check the status page. I just have RSS feeds for all of that. Right. Here's an interesting question. Uh, do you always, or do you even, uh, open a support request with the company if their system is down? And do you just realize, oh, somebody else will have reported it. Everybody's affected. There's no point me <sighs> opening a ticket. Because I never I used to. I think there are multiple camps on this. Yeah. But now, I, so but I, do. I think there are, are, you do now? Yes. What yeah. made you start doing it? Because to make sure that I got, would get an update uh, would also mean that, you know, our name, our company's name, domain name would be on the list of companies impacted and may have an opportunity to be, you know, if service need to be restored sooner, you know, we would be one of the people on the list because we have, well, and you work at a, we have you work at a large a organization. Yeah. But even, even when we were a lot smaller, uh, we'd still do that. Um, and it also would mean that if you did want to claim for credits, you could reference, you know, the, uh, the, the, the service ticket number to say, you know, we called, there oh, was no. a problem, you know, you didn't email yeah. until. I would say if you're, if you're going to be like really, I guess on the ball about requesting credits, opening a ticket is never a bad thing because then you can use that ticket as the like reference for like, yes, we were affected by this issue. Yeah. Although I've never requested credits from a company who said, Oh, like, can you prove that you were affected? I'm like, it was a global outage. Right. Shut up. Right. The, 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 <laughs> the other reason I, I've studied to raise tickets is if I'm one of the first people that's noticing it, then the more people that do raise a support request about, you know, issue That's X, true. Timing then, is important. Then, I will open a ticket if it's if if no one else is yeah, reporting. Yeah, because then the support desk is really all of a sudden going to say to each other, "Hang on a minute, we've got you know, we've got a problem. We've got a problem." Yeah, loads of people are <clears> saying X Y Z isn't working. So yeah, that's why yeah. I do that, and that's very important. Um, so this is let's let's, uh, let's discussed a little bit about. Um, working with the vendors and updating or getting information from them about their outage. 
What yeah. about the, the the incident report response inside your company? Do you, um, do, pretty, do you always communicate yeah. out communicate out to users depends. through Slack or email? Um, yeah, so it, it depends. I think my so my inclination is like if it's something that everyone's going to notice and see and is actually blocking work, then yes, we'll communicate immediately, and it's usually via Slack. Right. Um, unless it's about Slack and then it's via email. Yes. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> I think when actually any Slack outages are communicated via email, it doesn't matter if they're widespread or not, because I want people to not feel alone if they can't get into Slack. Right. I think, I think many years ago <laughs> when there was an outage in a smaller office, uh, I just walked around the office saying, you know, Google is down, Google okay. is down. Stop emailing me. Stop chatting me. It's down right. for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And that was, I think one of the good things about being in the office is like, it, it was just a lot, lot neater and faster. I think there's this moment now where, um, when we realize there's a problem, everybody sort of looks at each other and they're like, all right, who's going to write the message? Yeah. Um, so it's it's always good if you have like a couple of people who are designated to do that on your team. Hopefully, with good time zone spread. Um, Here's a thought: because not everybody writes a good message on your team, right? We we know our strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, are you the message writer on your team, Colin? Depends. No, not not always. Uh, no. Obviously, I have the the ability to email everybody, so sometimes I'll send something out very quickly. The, but, but do you write it or do you, does somebody else write it and no, send it to you? I'll, I'll, I'll write it. Um, You'll write it. But it, it'll often be very, very brief initially, and then we'll do a, you know, a, a more detailed follow-up depending on what the issue is. Yeah. Here's the question, though. Is there value and should, there ha- should we have a template of, you know, XYZ is down in case of emergency, break glass, here's a template, change a few words, you know, it's date, and then send it you, out. Cause- yeah. Uh, okay. So I think in terms of there's some documentation that's good to have, just a half. And I don't, I don't add it to that stuff. I link it. Right. So like, I know how to find it and I link it. So like at my last org, we had, you know, an internal link system. Yep. So we would just type go slash Slack is down. Right. Okay. Internal and so system. I could link go slash yeah. Slack, Slack that, is down. That, that, works, in our that stuff. works if you're in an office or everybody's on the VPN. Right. You can Otherwise I own... link to like the Google Doc yeah. or the KB or whatever it is yeah. that we have. And obviously that would all be part of your. list the alternatives to Slack. <laughs> that would all be part of your business continuity plan. I mean, is it? Is it? Is it always part of your business continuity plan? Should be. I think should be. It's um, part of the. We had those. I've worked at places where we had those pages before we had a business continuity plan. That's good. Because that's, people were thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Forward thinking. <laughs> and then when the business continuity people came around, we were like, "We already got this." Yeah, it's always it's done. It's always better to have. <laughs> it's better to have a plan and not need it than need a plan <clears throat> it's true. and not have it. Because yes. you, I, should, you should know what to do when your core productivity stuff is down, for example. And that includes acknowledging some of the risks that you have in your environment. Yes. For example, if Google Docs goes down in many environments, there is not an alternative. No, if that's your sole You're way of Google Docs communicating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody's firing up Notepad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, mm. you're, you're using your Notepad until you get there. Um, 
a lot of people, a lot of organizations who have Slack and Google, Google has chat software that people yeah. can use if they have to chat. It also has video conferencing software in case Zoom goes down. So like if you're using Zoom and you're on Google, um, Microsoft is the same way. It has Teams. Yep. So even yep. if your organization isn't using that stuff, if you have a license for it or if you have a license that includes it, um, you still have opportunities. And that should all be built into knowledge base articles, right? Where do people go when these things are broken? Yep, yep. Switch to other platforms. Uh, and one interesting part of all of that is uh, access and authentication, single sign on when that breaks. What is your incident response for that? <laughs> if if you're using Azure AD and everybody's single, I mean, you, you should tell me. Let's Colin. say if let's say everybody's um, using Azure AD for your identity or Okta is your identity, and everybody's signing using that to authenticate into uh, Google Drive, and that authentication breaks. How do people then get into Google Drive? Do you disconnect the the authentication and email out a password you so people can really sign in? Yeah, but this is this is the whole part. Some of those of, changes take twenty four hours to propagate. This is the you don't, wanna, you don't wanna break them for an hour. I know, I know. This is like the <clears throat> how big is the problem? What's our are going to be our response to it? And yeah, and what's our threshold for everybody's done? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, and is it and is it everybody or uh, like on some of these authentication you know mechanisms you can just remove uh, authentication for a, a number of people so they could sign into the application directly whether it's Google Drive or or whatever platform is that that's business critical for them uh, at that moment mm -hmm. um, you know and then if you do have all of your eggs in or all of your documents in OneDrive, SharePoint or Google Drive, and that goes down, you know, do you have a backup of it? Can you get uh, easy access to critical files to restore them so at least people can work with an offline file? Um, we have, I have one of the, the few times that uh, a backup program has, has been its uh, worth its weight in uh, in ones and zeros was during an outage and I somebody desperately needed a file for um, some pitch work and I was able to find that document in the backup um, do a, a restore and they could carry on working offline rather than in the you know OneDrive Google Drive online document so that's that's an I think that's uh, an important part of your incident response but obviously a very unique situation which hopefully people will never have to come across but if you're looking at crossing all of your i's and dotting all of your t's that's that's something to consider um yeah for sure for sure um i think we spent some time talking like a little bit of time talking in the very early early episodes about like what are the benefits of using SaaS. Um, over self-hosting and we mm -hmm. kind of hinted on it a couple of times. I think this is one of those areas where we get into kind of like, what are the downfalls? Like what are the, what are the cons of SaaS? Right? Like there's one thing to say, like if you're self-hosting, every problem is usually your fault, mm -hmm. right? Or it's a problem that you can specifically solve. 
When you're using SaaS and practicing SaaS ops, um, you have to accept that you are not capable of solving the problem. <laughs> um, usually not capable, right? There's there's sometimes there's workarounds that you can get through. Um, so, you know, before the show call, we were chatting about my Chromebook problem where mm-hmm. like our phone system wasn't working, right? There was a flag that we could change and that we could like educate people to change um, that would fix it. But um, the alternative, and that was only because like, yeah, the alternative was a pretty lengthy engagement with Google um, in which we were waiting for them to incorporate a fix into the current version of Chrome. Mm -hmm. And in those situations, right, we chose to use the workaround. There are situations where there is no workaround, right? Like if Google Docs is out of commission, like you can't just force your way into Google Docs. Yeah, yeah, or team, Teams doesn't connect, or Zoom is down. Right, any yeah, of them. or yeah. like, yeah, and and we we also like when when Cloudflare goes down, there's a lot of stuff that's broken. Yes, um, yeah. and it seemed like if there was like like three back to back incidents like that, um, they, I think early early last year, yeah. and like. I just remember thinking, like, everything on the air, it's DNS. Like, yeah, everything. yeah. I know, a funny story, we were, we were uh, a colleague was working with a, a small hosting company to to host a website for them, and, and they were saying, oh, you know, we'll we'll put it behind Cloudflare, and this hosting company, this, these they were developers, they were like, oh, I don't know, what happens if uh, Cloudflare goes down? People won't be able to get to your website. Uh, and his response was, "Well, if Cloudflare goes down, then then the world has more problems than people trying to access our small website. <laughs> Nobody will yeah. be able to watch Hulu or or get to Instagram say, yeah. or do anything yeah. else. Like or- Netflix doesn't work quite right. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that happens. Um, and, and yeah, so so I think there's there's economies of scale that we're trying to take advantage of in SaaS, but we also have to recognize." that um, things get a little bit out of our control, right? If you're doing things on the internet, the internet itself is a volatile place and Cloudflare is behind everything. Um, yep, <laughs> so yep. when Cloudflare goes down, yeah. not only will you not be able to use Discord or watch Netflix or Hulu, um, yeah. you also you know, will have trouble loading a lot of your SaaS applications. Yeah. And, so- and there's a lot of other content delivery network partners that, you know, you mm-hmm. might not know about, but they're delivering a, a ridiculous large amount of data. If they go down, a lot of a lot of things won't work right. Or, you know, you, you're, the shows that yeah. you're getting, you know, won't, won't stream correctly. We definitely see a lot more concurrent outages than we used to, for sure. Um, <coughs> you know, where, where multiple services are going down at one time. Um, definitely, I think, you know, even more than like five years ago. Um, but on the other hand, I think uptime in general has improved, um, especially with multi-cloud and the consistency of multi-cloud. Um, I remember I, our phone system had an outage for, I think over a day one time because of an AWS outage. Wow. And I, we were really hard on them when it happened and they ended up going multi-cloud afterwards. That's good. That's good. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure we weren't the only customer that we're very hard on. No, no. It's interesting. You talk about uptime 20 years ago, excuse me, everybody was talking about the five nines. Mm -hmm. Five nines is a big deal. Yeah. But now (laughs) 
I never think of the five nines. Obviously, the five nines is 99.999% uptime, which is like down for, I think, three minutes in a, in a year or something ridiculously small, seven minutes in a year. It's very small. Yeah. yeah. Don't think about that. Now we'll put all. out with three minutes a month. Yep. We put up with a lot of stuff now. Do you? I don't know. I don't know. There's a difference between outage and slowness. I think a lot of the outages potentially outages due to that we have are like actually lag. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, due yeah, to the the distributed, well. you know, load balancing system, you might not see the complete. You might not that's see a, the complete yeah, outage. Yeah, that's a good point. Although, like, do you think these companies should still be striving for five nines? I mean, so yeah. for example, there like payment companies often strive for five nines. Stripe strives to have mm-hmm. five nines um, in their products, and I believe Square does also. Um, and when they don't meet those five nines, it seems it, it's it's like a big deal. Um, and so, but like, should the Googles, the Slacks, the Zooms, the Ring Centrals, should I, they strive for five nines too? I would say. Yes, but the, those those payment systems are interesting because uh, if they're out for seven minutes, let's say you're doing five nine, somebody's going to correct us in the comments. Companies are losing Somebody, money. Yes, somebody's because those customers cannot buy whatever they want to buy, whether it's a burger or a blouse or a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if you can't get into, if you yeah, if, if you, you ever go to a into, store and they're taking cash only, and you leave, that's the cost. Well, it's, I think <laughs> I, th- I think I, th- I think that's called Canada. There was their um, <laughs> there was their bookstore up there that uh, recently <laughs> recently succumbed to a ransomware yes, account yes. and uh, attack. The, the Indigo and, bookstore is taking cash only for uh, upwards yes, of two weeks. Yeah, yeah. That's why I still still have paper money. I still like it. Um, you know, it's always uh, worth money. carrying around paper money because when your apps don't work for buying stuff, people will take paper money. An Uber driver will take paper money sure and will. drive you home when the app isn't working. A taxi driver will. So that might be illegal. Always have. They're not licensed be. to it do that. All right, <laughs> let's scrub that. Then. <laughs> A regular taxi cab driver will take money to drive you to drive you home. You'll be able to get a bottle yes. of water to say, you know. Quench your thirst on a hot day. But anyway, yes, uh, yes. that's my PSA. Carry around a few dollars paper with money. you. Colin paper says money. carry around paper money. Yes. Um, emergency Disaster funds. Disaster preparedness. Yeah. Uh, incident response. Yeah, when things go down. Incident and response. When carry you, uh, around paper money. <laughs> when, when SaaS applications are down and you, you cannot go where you want to go or buy what you need to buy. Um, do you think, uh, lastly, as we close some of our thoughts on this, in your experience, do you think end users have got better in their incident response, the way they manage these? Is it just, you know, par for the course? Um, like thinking back, if 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 the network was down, you know, obviously it was catastrophic. Now, if the network's down, everybody just hotspots from their phone. Obviously, there, ha- there are occasions when cell phone carriers will be down, you know, certainly during mm-hmm. wide-scale wide, wide uh, power outages. Um, yeah, or natural disasters, yeah. anything like that. But, but do you think um, the incident response from the end user has got a lot better? 
I I was going to say, I think related to the five nines discussion, I think we as individual end users have gotten better at accepting slowness, outages, things like that, right? Like if, if Google Docs is down, I have other things I can work on in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> or I can like catch up on my Slack messages, you know, like you, you know, you have hundreds of those you haven't read. Um, you know, if Slack is down, well, I guess I'm not slacking. If Zoom is down, well, I guess I'm not, I guess I'm not going to those meetings. Like it's fine. Um, so I think as individual end users, we, we have other things that we can do. Um, so it's never, there's not a whole lot, unless you have a very specialized job or you have a deadline coming up, there's usually not a reason that you have to be in a specific app at a specific time. And outages don't often last very long. No. So usually you're just like, okay, I'll just go do something else for a couple of hours. Or sometimes that's a good cue to like, let me take my lunch or like, let me get a, go, go, go take a walk yeah, um, and ca- come back and it'll be fine. Yeah. Catch up on team meetings, one-to-one conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is always good to have, as we said earlier yeah. on, uh, a secondary backup. I remember, I think it was about 2013, Google Hangouts when, when you know, uh, Google, before Google Meet, you had Google Hangouts and that was becoming really popular. Google Hangouts had an outage. Nobody could join any video calls. What did everybody do mm-hmm. in the office? They picked up these little square things that were on their desk that had a little, a little other piece of plastic on it that had a cable. Um, apparently they were called telephones and everybody in the office started to use their telephone and they would call other people rather than having what a, an advertisement a Google, for a Google, a Google Meet. That is. And it was, it was brilliant. Those, you know, dusty things hadn't been, even in 2013, they hadn't been used for ages, but it was like, oh my mm. God, telephone, this is telephones afternoon. Yes. I think, yeah. So I think related to the five nines discussion, we, we have got gotten better at, just dealing with outages um, and, you know, like just, you know, continuing on, you know, like moving forward despite whatever's happening. Um, but, you know, to go, to go back to those five nines, I, I think we should still ask our vendors to hold themselves to that. And like, yes, they should be willing to, work on it themselves. Um, I think this is, this is one of the things about uh, SaaS companies that, you know, unless, unless you're really into the the market, you may not realize that this is happening, but there are, there are SaaS companies out there with some major infrastructural problems mm-hmm. that they're just kind of floating by on. Um, and they need to make some really big changes um, to modernize or to, um, to improve or to fix their load balancing issues or whatever it is. Um, and I think that not holding them to five nines gives them permission to not fix those problems. Right. Right. Yeah. If we, if we as consumers, customers accept outages and slowness, then yes. And it is always, you know, wise to ask what their incident response plan is. Do they have an incident incident response plan if tools that they rely on or their service goes down? You know, how do they they deal with it? And I think we, I I think we as consumers can advocate for ourselves and for each other in that way. Like, um, first of all, like if a company is not doing right by you and like seems to be really like flouting some of these like, 
sort of customers oriented mindsets, right? Or you can tell like you're getting information that gives you an idea that they have something going on under the hood that like is not great and could be a bigger problem in the future. And they don't seem to be addressing that. Um, <clears throat> you should walk with your money and go find someone else. Um, there's very few systems out there that are like so exclusive and so niche that like you can't possibly use another system. Yeah. I think a lot of people get scared because like, oh, they're like, oh, we, we must have this one feature. No, you could change your organization and work around that. Like you don't have to have that feature. Yeah. Like even if they're the only company who has that one particular thing. So like, yeah, I think the first thing that we can do is like, if it's not working for you, like walk away, figure it out and walk away. And then I, I think the other thing we can do is we can be vocal, but vocal about our experiences. Yep. So like yep. if somebody is not doing right by us, like talk about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because there's a ton of like people out there who just, you know, they're like, Oh, like my experience was, it was just us or like, it was just me or I just had a bad feeling or whatever. Like other people want to know about that. Yeah. A lot of good communities out there <laughs> to get involved in and, and, and share that information. And, and as you say, you've got to have the courage to, and the commitment um, to leave a SAS application if it's if it's not working for you um which is probably a whole other discussion for another day so uh yeah. i think we're 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 confident in our um business continuity plans uh incident response from how uh it could be dealt with from the large scale level uh end users um and their mm -hmm. response how do we deal with communication uh how do we find out about response uh, incidents um and always and colin and i are in agreement bring back the five nines bring back the five nines <laughs> yes 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 and not be uh i'll have to look at latency that's an interesting one to try and track yes that uh I'll have to look at that. Um, I was going to say timeouts are technically outages, so I would count those. Yeah, you should include latency latency timeouts. Yes, yeah. <laughs> How do you track them, though? That's the – monitor them, certainly wide scale. I don't know. It sounds Ask complicated. Ask for a response. If you don't get one, you don't – yeah, there's an issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it's on the roadmap like everything is. <laughs> right. <laughs> That was a good place to leave it. Yes, it was. I'm yes, sure it was. it's on the roadmap, <laughs> like everything is. It, it, it's roadmap season. There's a lot of companies touting their roadmaps for. I was going to say, I literally just signed up for the Slack roadmap webinar today. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I knew it was happening yeah. in other places. I've had a couple so far. Um, all right. It's been great chatting with you again, Rose. Yes, as always. S stay safe. Don't click on any suspicious links and enable MFA. Yeah, and if, it, if I have an outage, I'll just take a walk. <laughs> Produced by the Tab Geeks Network. Enjoy all of our shows on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Tab Geeks. Join our exclusive, free, no sponsors allowed Slack community and sign up for our newsletter at tabgeeks.com.